My name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, difficult, and fun conversations surrounding everyday life and relationships while navigating the waters of faith. So, Philia, what are we talking about today? Well, Yemi, we are still in the power or the season of the power of parables where we take a closer look at the parables of Jesus Christ and we put a current spin on it. I mean, Jesus had the wisdom to simplify these spiritual stories and make them more relatable and for us to, you know, easier to understand. So the parable of the rich fool, like an oxymoron, which is so funny, will be taking place from the book of Luke, chapter 12, verses 13 to 21. I will be using the NLV version, but please feel free to use the version of your choice. So it starts. Someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus replied, man who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you. Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. Now, the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. Amen. Amen. This is really interesting. Ah, wow. When I think about it, I say on one hand, what's wrong with knowing that you work hard and you enjoy what you work hard for, right? Because that's what we do. We work hard, you party, you know, what is, what is it called? Work, work hard, hard, play, play hard. hard, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking of it. I'm thinking of myself, like if I'm working and I put so much money in my retirement, I want when I retire, for me to enjoy. So on one hand, I say, what's really wrong with this? But I see on the other hand, when God is saying, you have all of this surplus, all of this grain, and when you die, who will you be able to have or share that with? So it makes me understand why it's important. God is not basically saying to give everything that you have, but you have to be wise and not be selfish. This is basically saying, don't be selfish, you know, if God gives you fruit to bear fruit or God plants you so that you can bear fruit, when you bear fruit, you're also giving to others and don't store all of your fruit in one basket. Actually give because the more you give, the more you'll receive. So this is what I take from this parable. What about you? I, you know, similarly, I, I, I have the similar take, I have a similar takeaway, but when I think about this man and why God called him a fool was because he was he he was storing up all these things for his future right. and 
he didn't know when <laughs> when he was going to be called to go. And I think that's the point. You know, you're doing all this stuff and you're storing all this stuff for yourself, but you don't get to take them with you. So while I do agree retirement is important and saving for retirement because nobody wants to work forever because you ultimately don't know when you're going to go. Mm -hmm. I think while you're still here, don't just be selfish with your material thing. Don't make your life about your material possession. I think that's the ultimate um, message God was Jesus was trying to teach, especially because the question that came to him was about dividing an inheritance. So the person was very concerned about money and Jesus is like, why are you concerned about money? Be concerned about your afterlife. That's more important, right? Like, cause mm. if you're, if you die, like, and I tell you today, I tell your brother to divide it with you today and you die tomorrow. What were you going to do with that? Right. Like, that's not right. the most important thing. Right. So not that it's not important. It's not the most important thing. Right. Right. I think, um, I, I like what you said. It's important, but not the most important thing because when Paul makes this abundantly clear in the second half, when, you know, he, the letter to the church, he's basically saying that you'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every single occasion. And, you know, through us, the people or our humanity, our generosity will result in the thanksgiving of God. So I think that being said, it's saying that it's okay to store for yourself, but make sure you're also spreading the wealth, right? Because when when he made this big storage facility to say that he was going to store everything for his future, that's, that's being greedy. That's showing that you're not willing to give onto others as you want to be done to yourself. You want to store everything for yourself. And God feels that greed or God says that greed is, is a a condemnation because you must always be willing to give to the other or always be willing to give to your neighbor. Right. I agree. And I, you know, this man had an abundance, right? He already had enough grain that he filled his storehouse, but it was too much. Now, instead of giving it away, he said, let me make a bigger one yeah, so I can like, store more. He's like, oh, more, more, right, more. And, right. and I think sometimes we're, we're like that. We're, we're, we're consumed with chasing the almighty dollar. Oh, yeah. And sometimes we don't enjoy our current life. We don't enjoy the people around us and we're not contributing to the kingdom of right. God because we're so focused on money right. and material things. I mean, it's, I think it's a trick of the devil. It is. Right. For us to focus on the the material. Exactly. Right. Um, You know, we have to remember that God doesn't intend, you know, our blessings to stop with us. Our blessings are meant so that they can 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 fall onto others. Right. When our parents or our mothers are the ones up at night praying for their household, praying for their children. Those blessings are not just for their children, but it's for their children's children and for generations to come. So if God doesn't intend for our blessings to just fall on us, then why should we not be given to others? You know, why should we try to keep everything for ourselves? Because if God is not doing it, then who are we, you know, not to, not to follow suit. Right. We, we, we know Jesus has been telling us to be about that action and giving to those who are in need, yeah. being a good Samaritan. And here he's trying to explain to us that, we are what we put our value in. And if we're putting our value in money, then we're fools. Like blatantly, you're just a fool because there's more to life, more to the kingdom than just material things because God has everything, 
right? Like we we can't we can't use dollars, Bitcoin, NFTs in heaven, right? We can't say Saint Peter, right? You know, I got these NFTs. Can I get in? <laughs> Can I get in? Right? Because he's about that. Because we know Jesus is about that action. It's like, right. well, what did you do with those NFTs while you were on Earth? Were you just storing them, or were you doing anything good? And you know, sometimes you see these corporations that are, you know, they're just corporations. They're profit machines, but they have components that are social good, yes, right? Because yes. It's important to the community right. that these companies that are taking root in their communities oh, are actually oh, giving back giving to back. their communities Absolutely. and they're being held accountable and they're just not takers of, of resources and, and wealth and human capital in this world, but they're actually turning out something good. good. Mm. I mean, that's part of our moral compass that we impose right. and that's a cultural thing. But I can see that going away as we come, become more and more focused on things. Like I go on Instagram and I'm just like, I want to go on vacation. I want clothes. I want this. I want a new bag. <laughs> right. I want these shoes. Like I'm looking at all these things and I'm forgetting about growth and development right. and, right. you know, feeding my community and making sure that, you know, people know God, you know, like I can get, yeah. I can get stuck on for hours on wanting. Instagram right. and it's about wanting, right? That's true. That's <laughs> right? True. Like the whole focus is on wanting. I mean, I've tried to filter, filter it out. So I have but more development stuff, but this is the world yeah. we live in. I, I mean, I love what you said about being the world that we live in because it's easy, you know, to adopt this mindset that acquiring stuff is, is bringing us happiness. But mm. one thing we have to acknowledge is that, yeah, it feels like it's meaning and security, but as Jesus said, right, at, at at the at the offset or outset that it's more than just our possessions he says it it's more than just our possessions that's you know and instead of constantly focusing on what we do and and what we don't have what we need to focus on is what we are doing with it how are we preparing ourselves to stand faithfully before Jesus at the end of our life mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. the most important mm -hmm. question we have to think about because at that moment it won't matter how much we had in our bank account. It won't matter how much our possessions are. People always say, when you die, you just go into, maybe the coffin is a little less expensive than the others, but that's it. You're not taking all your money with you. So at times we have to think that what's more important is in the, af you know, is, is everlasting life. The, the good deeds that you did on earth, that is the most important thing we must think about. Mm -hmm. I mean, how we, it's how we invest our time and our money and our skill sets, our talents, is 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 a reflection on what we value. Right. So if we're spending our time, talents to just acquire more material things, that shows God what we value. And right. we want to show God that we value His kingdom and we value others and we we value like you know community and 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 giving to people right. who are in need and just concern about the well-being of others right. these are the things that or winning souls for god these are the things that god wants us to be concerned about because we can have all this money in the world but does that make us happy no. i mean i think i'd be happy i, I always say money, but... the only thing that would make me happy but you know what just more problems that are added on your plate, more responsibilities, more people wanting things, more people talking about you. I think it. people think that it's the cure, but it's not. Sometimes it just, it's, it's a nice thing to have, but that's just more problems.
Right. It's right. a nice to have, not right. a must, must have. That's have. Right. what we say at, at right. work when <laughs> negotiating. Nice right. Is it a must have or a nice, a nice to have? have. <laughs> and, and, you know, money is definitely mm. a nice to have in some situations a must have, right? We need, mm -hmm. we need basic necessities for our livelihood and right. to care for our family. But the nice to have is the the luxury, right. the bigger house, you know, with more rooms and people, with more more bathrooms right. than guests. I mean, all those things are, are are nice to have, and you know, and they may make you feel good, but it's only temporary. Mm -hmm. um, they don't last. Like I, I think about sometimes when I acquire something that I saved up for, and and then the excitement wears off quickly. I'm just so disillusioned by mm. the fact that things are supposed to make you happy. They right. don't. Right. They don't. You know, and, and, and I think a question we have to ask ourselves is like, what is it that really makes our lives happy? What really would make our lives better? Right. You want more money so you can go on vacations, right? Like right. if that's your justification, mm -hmm. then experiences is what makes you happy correct right? the memories enjoying you know god's creation mm -hmm. and building with family mm -hmm. and friends that's what makes you happy that's right. what you value yeah you you need money to go on vacation you know that's a given but let's not chase the money right. itself per se but let's chase something that's a little bit more everlasting yeah. you know not just the memories and the relationships those are important but mm -hmm. god right because God can surround you with the things that, that are good for your life. Right. You know, there's never a point where I'm pursuing God that I don't feel fulfilled, you know, or I feel upset or alone. Right. You know, when I'm in relationship with God, I feel purpose yeah. and I feel joy. And, and you feel completeness yeah. as well. Right. And then when I go on the vacations, it's a cherry on top. Yes. Absolutely. Because I you get I, to relax I get, and I thank God. Yeah. I'm like, wow, God, first of all, this is this is you. All of this is you. Mm. Thank you for allowing me to have this time. Thank you for allowing me to, to the ability to, to go on this because I know other people don't have that. Right. And and then I marvel at the beauty of, of what God has created. Right? Like everywhere you go, take God. You can't take your possessions with you everywhere, right. but you can take God with you. Mm -hmm. And that's the relationship that should be the most important. That's what you should be trying to build. Mm. Wealth is good, but it's temporary. Exactly. Transient. Yes. Doesn't and it could be taken from you at any given instant. Just as God has given it to you, he can take it away. You know, and I, I love what you said about, you know, being able to cherish in those moments because that's also shown at the end when, you know, the rich fool, as they called it in the parable, had no say in how his wealth was going to be distributed. So here he tried, he thought he had everything by acquiring everything, but really in the end he had nothing because he couldn't even distribute his wealth in the way that he God wanted him to. And because of that, he had nothing to show for it. So I, I think it's really important to relish in in how god has been so gracious and don't look don't look to others to compare yourself be grateful for what you have because everything is relative you know when god does things for us he gives us what we need and the things that we want if it's not in his will then you're right you know then then it's not something that will be done but relish in everything that you have every time you wake up in the morning you know there are people who have gone to bed and did not wake wake up so even the simple things you know, 
we have to be grateful for grateful for our 10 fingers our 10 toes grateful for our our two feet grateful that we can raise our arms you know it's just something so simple something as simple as air you know knowing that something so simple is what gives life breath so even the little things we we fail to relish in those moments and i think that if we took more time to do that we would be more grateful and more faithful but we get too caught up with the mighty dollar we get too caught up with society social means social media and i think that's what makes us lose sight so sometimes it's good to just be in the moment spend time with god because he will help put us back on track yeah definitely gives us perspective yeah. that's why we spend time in the word right mm -hmm. renewing your mind daily making sure that you're having this this communications relationship with god that's important that's what brings that's what builds your wealth here right. and in the everlasting life this was a great parable this was an excellent parable actually so um i think um we're looking forward to the next one with you but yes. stay tuned for announcements and prayers Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today on the parable of the rich fool. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. And before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast on the parable of the barren fig tree. This is found in the book of Luke chapter 13, verses one to nine. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, June 15th at 7.15 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle, so follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Lastly, our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Now, let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. We also believe that our prayers are strengthened in numbers. So we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Father, Lord God, we lift your name on high. We exalt you. We thank you, Father God. Glory be to Hosanna in the high. Thank you for your, the sacrifice of your son, the blood of Jesus Christ shed for us so that we can have salvation, so that we can have a new life, so that we can shed our past sins and walk onto the righteous path which you have designed for us. For we were made in the image of God, but born into a world of sin. And therefore, our lives are corrupted by the things around us. Lord, help us to keep us on the right road of righteousness. Help to keep us on the path which you have destined for us. In this world where we are focused on material things, because that's what we see every day. That's what we feel. That, that has become our life and our culture. Help us to renew our mind daily on your word, your will, your way. So that our culture 
can become Christ. Christ-like, giving, loving, doing the will of God. Matthew 18, 20 says, when two or more are gathered in your name, you are present. So we thank you for your presence today. We thank you for your presence on this podcast and in the lives of everyone listening to this prayer. Lord, Luke 18, Luke, Luke 16, 13 says, no servant can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. Father God, too often do we chase the almighty dollar instead of chasing the will of God. Father, we know that if we follow you, all things will be added. But we have on these glasses of the world that tells us that we we need all the things that are just wants and desires. What we need is a loving and compassionate spirit brought on from the Holy Spirit. What we need is more God and Christ in this world. What we want are the desires of the world, which may not align with your will and way for our life. Help us to let go of the ways of the world so that we can follow you and be on that righteous road. Mark 8, 36 says, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Lord, what we learned about this parable of the rich and fool was this man was making profit and storing it up for himself only for him to die the next day. The irony of trying to hoard wealth for yourself and not being able to do anything with it. Because we don't know the day or hour or the time or the season when the Lord will call us home. So instead of focusing on the things of the world, we need to focus on the things of above. Help us to set our eyes to you, Father. 1 Timothy 6, 9 6, nine to 10 says, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Oh, Father God, we don't want to love money and be plagued with the disease of the world, of greed, of selfishness. We want more of you. We want the wealth and the riches that comes from the kingdom of God and not the things of the world. We know that it's so hard and it's a struggle because it is what we see every single day. It is a campaign for the devil to keep us from the righteous path that you have called us to. The devil knows the word and he knows that money is the root of evil. It's a way to lead to many evils. Theft. Etc. Father, keep us from the snares and the trap of greed of selfishness. Proverbs 11.4 says, riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteous delivers from death. 
So Father God, let us focus on righteousness. Help renew our mind, help cleanse our spirit that we may focus on the right things, the things that you desire for us. Proverbs 28, 27 says, whoever gives to the poor will not want, but he who hides his eyes will get many a curse. Father, let us take what we have and give to those in need, for there are many who are in need and crying out to you. And there are so many of us that have the ability to give. Father, bless us with a giving and kind heart. Bless us to be generous just as you have been generous to us. Proverbs 22, one says, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches and favor is better than silver and gold. So let us chase the wealth of a good name. Let us chase the wealth of your favor because it is better than the material things of the world. Remove the scales from our eyes that lets us see only materialistic things in our life. Only chasing and desiring money and things. Because Luke 6.38 says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So Father, we know it is a principle that you give to those who give. So let us have given hearts and not worry about the things of the world or the things that we need. Because if we give, you will give. And we trust in you. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, righteousness and all things will be added to you. So that is our goal, Father. Help us chase after you. That is our goal, Father. Help us put our minds on you. That is our goal, Father. Help us set our spirits to love you. Because everything we need and even the things we desire will be added onto us by our good, good Father in heaven who loves us and takes care of all of our needs. Proverbs 22, 4 says, the reward of humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. So Father, that is the wealth we seek. The riches and honors and life by humbling ourselves before you, coming before you, seeking your will, being obedient to your word, and doing as our Father in heaven has asked of us. We pray that we set ourselves on the right path. Even when the world is full of noise, of greed, help us tune out the sounds of chasing dollars. Help us tune into the frequency of the Lord. We should be attuned to your word, to your will, to your way. Matthew 18, 19 says, if at least two of us on earth agree about anything, anything we ask for, it will be done by our Father in heaven. So I ask that you come into agreement with me on this prayer and you say amen, 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 and amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We love you. 
and have a blessed week. Bye.